0: green eyes (sighs) and blue eyes what do we say to the god of death
1: Not today. Welcome to The Shattered Order Game of Thrones Review Podcast in which we are going to talk about The Long Night episode 3 of season 8 of Game of Thrones.
0: It's been a long night since I got to talk about Game of Thrones. It, it has been a last long night. week, that is so true. I got lots to I got lots to talk
1: about indeed there's i mean there's a hell of a lot to discuss um so much happened so much controversy have you been on like the game of thrones reddit this week at all
0: no but i can only assume that which is kind of sad to say that people are mad that people didn't die Uh,
1: that's not the only reason there are lots of reasons people are upset um so let's just start from the basics. What did you think of the episode as a whole?
0: What what were your thoughts? Um I'm kind of on the uh with well, the thing I just said where it's kind of like I don't know, man. The episode as a whole, the ending of it gets me super hyped. Um I don't want I have a question to ask you when we get there about it. Okay um and i really want to know your answer to it but everything leading up to that moment kind of was like it was epic but there was a lot i just i feel like episode 2 led into something that didn't happen which was okay all these people are preparing to die and not as many as we thought actually ended up that is passing. true like um, it felt like a lot of lead up to not as much as I thought it was going to be. Uh,
1: that's, it's weird that that's a complaint. So you have all these characters and basically no one died. So, I mean, who all did okay. we lose? We lost well, Jora. We lost Lady Mormont. We lost um, Ed. We lost Ed. And, and we lost... The uh, little bear. Reek. Reek is the only uh, Theon Thank you. Yes. Uh, and we lost little, Theon. The
0: the little uh,
1: Lady Mormont.
0: Lady Mormont lasana lasana
1: is that her name? Liana. Liana. That was pretty much it. I mean there there was no other big deaths. There was no significant character well, that had a was death.
0: The, the, the one-eyed guy that had been brought to life a bunch of times too. What? Well, or no um
1: yeah. And Melisandre. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do.
0: Um, Ed is the Night Watch guy. Yes.
1: Alright, all right. so we had all of these people die. But no one that was that significant... I mean, they're all characters that we know, but they're like B and C characters. There were no A characters that died. Barrick. Thank you. Thank you, yes, the I original kill. I love like um,
0: Beric.
1: I do too. Uh, so... No, no A characters died, and... People are upset about this, and I understand why. I feel like there are a lot of characters that they probably could have... Like, another one they could have probably killed off was Tormund. For them to keep all of these characters alive, to keep... uh, Danny and John, we knew they weren't dying. But for
0: Bran, I mean... They could have killed him, and that would have made it more interesting to me. If one of those two died. Yeah. That would have been... That would have made me talk a lot <laughs> because I wouldn't definitely didn't expect
1: it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think Theon and Jorah were the only two like borderline a characters. I think, uh, you know, I heard something that as far as actual screen time, that the two of them are in the top 10 of the entire series. So it's not like these are characters that we have not seen a significant time of, um, And no one of serious consequence died though. There was, which this is what game of Thrones has always done. So people are upset because game of Thrones has trained us to expect them to kill off people that we don't want them to kill off. And then an episode happens where you think they're going to die and they don't. And people are upset, which I get. I I do think there would have been more of an emotional connection. There would have been a lot more there. Um, if, you know, if someone like that would have died. Someone of serious consequence.
0: But. I. Well. People seem to be making the point that upsets me in chat. And that is the fact that there's only three episodes left. Yes. Um, there's really not that much screen time left for this many characters. The show's always been this way where characters die this battle as well as other battles in the past are the places where you see and it adds to the story where big characters pass away. And for that not to happen, I guess maybe that was what they were going for is like, here's the big twist. No one really died. You know, yeah. I don't know, but it's just, it was just weird that it went that way when there's only three episodes left. Now, I don't, what, what, what happens with all these characters that are left alive be some really cool stuff that happens and i'm that's what happens i'm totally cool with it but if like nothing happens with tormund for three episodes now like or you know just certain people where you saw them being overrun and they still wound up coming out alive on the other side it's like what was the reasoning for that i don't know so that's
1: just i think that's the deal they all have a a better end coming like so Jamie is a candidate to kill Cersei. Uh Brienne is obviously a possible love interest there. I, I I I if they're keeping around Brienne just as a love interest, like it feels like her arc has completed when she got knighted. I think she could have died off and it would have been fine. I mean, I think as a romantic happy ending, she would need to survive, but I don't know if the Game of Thrones needs that. Now
0: Um, let me just go ahead. So let me just throw this out there. Yahoo sports app. I don't know if you do that. You have it. If you have the Yahoo sports app, anyone else out there, there is a tab on the Yahoo sports app called play. And if you, you play these things where they ask you five to seven questions. And if you get them all right, you can earn money. Well, every week they have one about the episode of game of Thrones coming up. And I can tell you exactly the people I picked to die. last week's episode and it goes off what you were just saying about uh brianna tarth right Mm um oh no it's it's gone where is it it was there
1: unbelievable
0: uh there it is okay view my picks here's who i picked that was going to die the first question was will the hound die i said yes i don't know why i said yes now thinking about it because he's gonna end up fighting his brother yes Uh, will Jamie die I put no and I got that one right will Brienne die I said yes and I thought because she got knighted the episode before that 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 would meant signified that she was probably going to die Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which led into the next question was will Tormund die and I thought he would probably try to save Brienne and then he would probably die that was my guess I I picked Tormund to die yep Will the Night King go to King's Landing? I selected no. Got it right. And then the last question. Will Lady Mormont die? And I selected yes, and she did. All so right, I got three out of the six right. So,
1: I mean, I, I think everyone's pretty well up to date on the whole quarrel there as far as people's thoughts and wanting more people to die and there to be more of an emotional tug there and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so let's let's put that aside because there are other issues with the episode. I mean, like, we're not military experts, but this don't seem like a great strategy.
0: Hey, I was in the military. I'll, I'll be the military expert here. Right, okay, what do want to know?
1: There wasn't a whole hell of a lot about the strategy that makes sense.
0: Why send into Dothraki if you're going to bring in a dragon with flames? Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> aren't all, aren't your
1: trebuchets usually further back? Uh, why do you have guys on the other side of the trench, or at least not a better way for them to retreat if needed? Um, unless I mean, then the, then a bottleneck. Then everyone really has to run through a single file through. I mean, there's just so much that doesn't make whole lot of sense, uh, militarily there that just, I think kind of made it almost a little unbelievable, but I do think that there are possible reasons on a couple of those things to make it believable. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So the other thing is the viewing. I was watching over a friend's house. Um, Me personally, I'm kind of like a home theater nerd. I have a projector that's like calibrated. It looks awesome. I love the damn thing. That's not where I watch this episode. I watch over a friend's TV on uh, an LCD screen. Not great blacks, not calibrated. So the whole time I'm kind of like, I can't really see squat. So I wasn't really sure if it was the TV or if it was really
0: just The broadcast, and it turns out, well, it was oh god, just the broadcast. I um, I watch it on my laptop at work because I work every Sunday night, but I have enough time at work to watch the episode. So I usually watch it about two or three hours after the episode airs, and I usually watch on my laptop. Well, the laptop was so dark I could not see anything. I had to watch it on my phone with my brightness on my iPhone. All the way up, and it was still hard to make out there. Yeah. Like, weird decision. Understandable, because it's the night, or the dark night, the darkest night, the whatever. But holy smokes, as a cinematic thing, it was just so hard to see anything.
1: At first, I thought they were going for the effect of... <laughs> It's winter, it's snowy, it's dark, it's hard to see. They wanted you to feel that. But as the episode went on, there were other scenes where that just didn't make sense, you know, inside and stuff like that. And it was still just like that. It was just kind of a production issue that I think kind of fell flat and could have been done a lot better. And if you got on Reddit, there were a lot of people that took some of the scenes, like the scenes of the dragons fighting, and increased the brightness on them. And oh my God, they're so good. Like, I can't believe they didn't make it better to where you could get a better idea and see that more clearly because, oh, it was so awesome. Um, I I wish they would have fixed that because it could have been better as far as that goes without question. Much more engaging rather than wondering like, you know, thinking the whole time, damn, it's hard to see. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Those are pretty much I, all I, my
1: criticisms.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where we're going next, but I just want to say Bran, what are you doing to help? We'll get, get the there. sides. Literally. Okay. All right. We
1: we okay. All right. So, it, is that do you have any other like criticisms? Like real strong critiques?
0: Um, well, I have a question. I don't know if it's a critique or criticism, but when did the hound become such a so scared? He's always that been that really way. Threw me the off. fire? That's
1: always been the thing.
0: Well, it wasn't so much fire as him just not wanting to fight on no. top of the wall. Well, but it was is that okay? But it was it the fire that scared him? Yes. Because if that's the case, then I that makes sense.
1: Yeah, the, it like, was the fire. I, I mean cuz he was right there next to it. I mean that that's the impression I got for sure was that it was the fire. Um cuz he's always See, been that like wasn't that around. That the
0: impression fire. I got, but that if that's the case. That makes more sense because him just being afraid to fight made no sense to me. Yeah. Um all right. So I will start from
1: somewhat in the beginning. So I will say this, despite those criticisms, Melisandra comes in out of nowhere and goes up to the Dothraki, or she goes up to Jorah and to talk to the Dothraki through him, and she goes and she lights all their swords on fire, and I have to admit, like, I, I did, I... Aside from those criticisms, I absolutely loved this episode. I thought it was fantastic, and this was part of the reason. It felt like there was a very serious emotional investment in it. Whenever you're seeing, whenever you see that scene of all the swords start lighting up from the Dothraki, and you're like, okay, you can imagine what they're feeling. So the Lord of Light is on our side. You know, he's, he brought his fire like who's not jacked at that moment and the Dothraki who I mean are complete hell when they're coming at you who would not no one would want to face that I don't know (laughs) they were jacked I don't know if their strategy was to send them in or if that was a prisoner of the moment it was like you know like the Lord of Light is with us we got this like Let's let's go take him down, and they start riding off. The scene where it's far back, and you just start seeing the swords slowly dimming out until there's one sword, and then it's just blackness. That scene was so awesome. Now one you of my reminded favorites. me
0: of another criticism. What? Okay, so the Dothraki got just. Eaten alive by a wall of the dead. Yes, like they just were running at them, just completely covering them up. Wh- why did the Why did the dead change their strategy? What do you mean? Because once, well, once you got broke through the door of the ca- the of Winterfell, why didn't they all just pour in there and continue with that undead wall, covering and destroying everything in their path? Why did it suddenly become? One on one combat with every person in the building. Uh,
1: I'm. I mean, I don't think we have enough. Well, one. I mean, the unsullied and the fire and the the trebuchets. I mean, there was a lot of them that would have been taken out. You know, from the but very I mean, beginning. They and
0: so the deathrake part had them being covered with a wall of dead. Then they were covered. Then the dragon came in and the trebuchets came in. And then after that, all that happened, there were more scenes where there was a wall of dead coming at the Unsullied. So the dragons and the trebuchets did not slow that down. Uh, so unless killing almost all the Unsullied dwindled their, numbers, dwindled their numbers, numbers enough that they were fighting one-on-one at that point, then that would make sense. But to me, it didn't seem like they did, did that big of a dent to make that stop. It just seemed at some point where suddenly the undead were like, all right, let me show you what I can do. Then one would die. And then the next one stepped up like that. that well, but at that, whatever happened to the death Rocky and the unsullied is what should have happened the entire time. And then literally no one would have stood a chance.
1: Yeah. I, I don't agree. Cause I mean, you had the, we know the wall of the storm wall, you know, that kind of came came out front that we saw whenever they went over to the White Walkers on the dragons, the wall that kind of came in and kicked the dragons out. It kind of looked to me like that was a similar wall that the, you know, that the that the whites were coming at, you know, where the Dothraki Dalt- met them. And so they had this battle, and the Dothraki are kind of stopped by the storm, stopped by the zombies, and they kind of die out, and that's, that's a different instance than when they get close, and they have to get around all this fire, they have to you know, their lines are broken up because the Unsullied have been fighting them off, the trenches, the archers, you have all of this going on that's slowly working on taking them down. I don't agree that it's not, I mean, that there's not some questions to some degree, but I mean, you we've seen what happens when they catch on fire. I mean, they kind of, they get, des- they get destroyed. And so, I mean, I, I think, Logically, once the trench is set on fire, I I don't particularly have an issue with that. But uh, this kind of throws the whole plan off, you know, off from the very beginning. So the Dothraki go out and, of course, Daenerys sees her Dothraki getting completely destroyed and she wants to do something. So what she do, she jumps on the dragon and takes off. Jon tries to stop her because obviously the plan is to wait because they know that the Night King is there for one reason. Bran. That's the, he's, he's the only thing. So if they run off and aren't watching Bran, you know, that's probably part of the Night King's plan. Were they planning on rushing them or waiting for the Dothraki to come for the battle started? Who knows? I I mean, I agree. Not great military strategy, but like I said, I think the sword scene was just fantastic from, you know, just a cinematic standpoint and from an emotional standpoint, seeing them get destroyed. um, And then, of course, what it triggers Daenerys to do, which creates a a big, huge problem entirely because from the very beginning, they're not even going with what their original plan was, which is obviously going to create some problems.
0: Uh, made a had a good idea in there in the chat. He said, it's possible at the start of the fight, the Night King was driving them on once he got distracted by the dragon fight, they were de- the dead were less organized. More on their own, trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah,
1: that's possible, because we don't really know a whole lot about how the Night King actually coordinates with them, you know, how much thought he has to put into making them do what they're doing. Um, I presume to some degree that's what the White Walkers are doing as well, but, you know, it's hard to know one way or the other for sure. Um. So... Yeah. All right, so we have that, and then we have Daenerys go out and the flames and everything. So everything with the dragons, I thought, was unbelievable, top-notch. The aerial dragon fight was just absolutely great. Um, It was very cool, you know, getting to see the dragons actually fight all the fire. Um, The scene where they fly up, where they're looking for the Night King, fly up, and they end up above the above the storm basically and they're just kind of hanging up there like there are some absolutely fantastic scenes and just to think it could have been better had they just adjusted the brightness
0: I really want to watch this on my TV me too on my 4k TV yeah rather than on my iPhone like I did at work yeah so I really need to watch this episode again but yeah it was overall pretty much all the scenes looked great. Yep. Um liked a lot of it.
1: For sure. And then so we obviously had the had the part where Daenerys knocked the Night King off of his dragon and uh orders Drogon, you know, Vikares, burn the bastard basically, and um obviously Night King not affected by dragon fire. So that was a question that they obviously touched on episode two that we obviously got an answer to. And the answer was, of course, no, you have drag, you have, um, sorry, um, uh, Ray and John getting into the fight and then crash landing. And that is the point at which John is kind of on his own. Um, what what did you think about... Uh, so, just... We'll take this, say, character by character. Jon Snow, as far as, you know, trying to stop Daenerys going into the dragon battle and then trying to take on the Night King. And it's like the whole rest of the the episode, he's fighting and fighting, trying to get back to the Night King because that's, you know, that's the thing we're all expecting is that, you know that Jon Snow is the prince who was promised, Azor Ahai and that he's going to be the one that you know goes and fights the night king and he never quite gets
0: there. Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> overall I feel like he was kind of worthless in this battle. Besides distractions maybe. Yeah, I mean, hard to disagree. It's he he really didn't do a whole lot. He
1: he tried um mm-hmm. the there there was one thing that I thought was really uh that really expressed like I guess how much John has changed in a way the part where Sam you know is kind of being attacked by whites and John just keeps going because he has to you know um
0: i I think the best thing john the best parts with John snow in this episode were at the end. When he was fight, when he was, when he was trying to get to the dragon, and kept moving closer, hiding behind things, as it just pummeled him with the the fire, yeah, the blue fire, and him just trying to get there, and then him finally getting there, and then not having to do it. well. I mean. It wasn't cool to not have to do anything at the end, but uh, he did get what was fight he gonna do though? The to the dragon, was
1: he gonna throw his sword? I mean, that was basically his only.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know what he yeah. was gonna do. There's really nothing he could do, but he did. Obviously, that didn't stop him from trying to get to the dragon. Yeah, right. That's true. I don't know. That was cool. That was the only part I really liked about him in that episode. Is you could see the like, the will he had, no matter what the odds, to just keep. Going after something, he did had no idea how he would beat. I guess. Yeah.
1: Um. All right. So, Lady Mormont. I mean,
0: dude that see, that part was one of the best parts
1: of the. That episode. was awesome. I mean, you see the giant come breaking through the wall, and he's he smacks her down, and you know she gets back up yelling. The giant grabs her. And you can tell he's squeezing
0: the life out of her as he picks her up. Oh, just fucking. And then just. Squeezing her like a tomato in his hand.
1: Stabs him right in the eye. I mean, that was. Dude, that was so sick. That was such an awesome death. Like, talk about like an iconic, sad, but like hell yes death. Like, that was just unbelievably
0: well done. Yeah, she was awesome. One of the like, best I, things. I always liked that character. I always liked her. She's feisty. Since the moment I saw her. Yep. Especially when she became in charge of her house, like, just the way she was. And then for that, her death to be that way was just awesome. Yeah. Bad night. Bad night for the Mormons. Just saying.
1: Very bad night for the Mormons. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, Jorah, who, you know, Danny stops... To then help John, who is trying to confront the Night King, in which he raises all the dead, including all the
0: Starks in the crypt, um, and of course and the and little Lyanna Marmott, and little and Lyanna. like pretty much anyone that died, yeah,
1: during that fight. And so Danny has to come down and save John, and of course then Drogon gets attacked by White's, has to take off, leaves Danny down there. And of course, Jorah comes
0: to save her. And I mean, it was, it was a fitting end to the character for what he was. A hundred percent. He died protecting her, which is pretty much all he ever wanted.
1: Yep. I mean, so as
0: far as like,
1: I mean, so those two deaths, Lady Mormont and Jorah, were. I mean, one, they were expendable characters, so it made sense from that standpoint, but the way they died, it's like that's the way they would have wanted to die. And to to give them that sort of death and have it done really well, I was I was really happy with the way they killed Jorah, um, you know, defending Danny, fighting till his last breath and then the scene where Drogon comes and you know he's kind of wraps his wings around Danny and Jorah and you know that's mm-hmm. that whole scene is just really good big fan um who's next well let's go ahead and talk about Theon because he Dude. he has been one Complete of those characters story I mean, he went from a character you liked to a character you hated. And, like, you're glad he's being tortured, and then you feel bad for him. And, you know, him and Jamie have both kind of had a similar, similar story arc in which they went from that kind of villain to the hero in a way. And, um you know, he came back last episode and you have the emotional reunion of Sansa and him, you know, uh, and then the fact that, you know, he wants to be there with Bran. He wants to help protect Bran and do whatever he can to try to redeem himself as much as possible. And, you know, where he grew up, his home. And, um, you know, he's, You know, that last scene where he's talking to Bran, he's like, you know, you're a good man, Theon. And it, you know, it's, you know, that was what he needed. It was, you know, um, John, John forgave him last season, you know, but I think this was kind of the final straw that, you know, all of the Starks... Had forgiven him. It's not like it was one Stark who said, you know, we forgive you. It's like, you know, they they had all forgiven him, and you know, he like you said, he had he'd achieved his redemption and and then he basically just went after the Night King full bore and probably knew he was going to die and did it anyway and yeah that was that that was good because yeah, like,
0: Go to show how fierce he was fighting with the the arrows Yep. shooting every single one and taking down one of the the knight or the dead and then reaching for the last one and not being there and realizing all right well this is the end what am i going to do and then to not run, try to run at the end, but instead yeah. run off, run after the one guy he knew more than anything with everyone standing around him. He wasn't going to be able to kill, but he still tried. Like that was the end of it for him. And that's what... That character just had so much going on throughout the whole show that for it to end that way was just the perfect ending for that character.
1: I completely agree. I mean... Full redemption and, yeah, just absolutely fantastic. Um, so, I mean, that's... Of all the problems that people have had and that even we had with this episode, those three deaths, I mean, could they have been any more satisfying on a way for characters to go out? I mean, that's, that's the way they should have died.
0: It's... Well let me throw out another one Barrick who was on S- Arya's kill list yeah died protecting A- protecting Arya to keep her alive yep that one was pretty awesome too because she had it in her mind that she was going to kill Barrick but in the end he's the one who talked the hound back into fighting and then down inside the Winterfell was the one that allowed them to escape by sacrificing himself to keep her alive yep. and the Hound to keep going to protect her. So Beric's death to me was awesome. Yep. And then on top of that the last one of the five five or six that we mentioned Ed fighting along Samwell yep. Samwell? Yep. Sam I'm thinking of Samwell Tarly yeah. That Ed dying, that one sucked because he, like, for a second there, he's like, oh, all right, we're winning. And then, yep, no, you're not. <laughs> yep. And um, so then we
1: have Brienne and Jamie who are kind of fighting, you know, fighting off whites the whole time, getting overrun along with Samwell and, you know, I, and Tormund. And I think that it was more that that kind of drove people crazy. The, um, the constant part that they're being overran and yet still nothing happens. Uh, that was another criticism I saw quite a bit, I, 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 which I kind of see, but I'm not quite as much on board with that one. Like, it's... I mean, these are some of the best fighters in the realm. Like, I, I don't have much of an issue at them, you know... Me, Samuel with the being the exception, but everyone else being able to hold their own against the Whites, I don't particularly have an issue with. I mean, that logically makes sense. What?
0: I have one. Jamie. Why? Because he's missing his dominant hand, and he's still not completely 100% with his offhand with a sword, and he's able to fight off all of the dead. He's still pretty good, and him and Brienne uh, are fighting back-to-back. They're mindless zombies. He, he doesn't zombies. even trust himself. They're, he doesn't even trust himself with his off hand.
1: Yeah, that one didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I I didn't. I that really didn't bother me. I mean, as long as he's, I mean, how long has he been with only one hand? He would have learned how to fight with it by now. I I didn't particularly have a uh, have a huge issue with
0: with that, but I do see your point. He's gonna play a bigger part in the battle for King's Landing, Agreed. so it makes sense he didn't die. Yes, but I mean, like overall, him fighting with one hand and it being his offhand, which he doesn't even believe in, didn't is was kind of unbelievable.
1: I, I just think that it's you know it's intelligent humans against you know basically zombies that are not really all that strategic they're just basically trying to win by numbers not strategy I, you know i think e- even to an unskilled or limited you know in abilities human you know the humans should be able to hold their own to some degree um so uh yeah all right so um let's talk about brand or
0: there's not much to talk about.
1: Let's let's talk about Bran. The most was, exciting yeah. character in game. He was Bates.
0: And he sat there doing nothing for a long time and then suddenly he warged. But nobody knows and what he do he, was doing he turned he into crows for two seconds and, he, and And then he came back and suddenly he the Night King was there. I mean Super exciting. There are two
1: things that are still left unanswered that I think have to be. There's still three episodes left. We're not even halfway through the season, honestly. I mean, halfway through a number of episodes, but time-wise, we're not halfway through yet. So there's still a lot to go on this season. We had the scene last episode of Bran or Tyrion asking Bran, um, you know, about. How he got here and everything. We never heard any of that. We saw him warg into the Ravens and take off. We never really saw where he went. There's got to be something more to... To what's going on there. Um, I sure hope so. I... If not...
0: God, that's disappointing. I mean... That's like worse than Theon. You ran, but you didn't even run.
1: <laughs> yeah. You were
0: still there. Yeah, I uh,
1: when he started to work, I'm like, oh, something's about to happen. Nope. nope. Nothing. Surprise. Just sat there and wait. I just... I, I will say this, though. My theory that... Bran is being guided by a future version of brand because as we know brand can go into the past and and speak and affect things i think brand is being spoken to by a future brand so he has the advantage of knowing what's or having a good idea of what's going to happen but not knowing for sure because him talking to himself can obviously alter the way things turn out and i kind of think that's what he was talking was part of his comment to Jamie in episode one about how do you know this? an afterwards and he doesn't know for sure, but he has a pretty good idea of
0: that. His strategy is yep. going to work. You know what he reminds me of? And it's kind of funny. He reminds me of Dr. Strange in infinity war. This is not in game. So there's no spoilers here. This is from infinity war. Yep. But remember infinity war where iron man is talking mm-hmm. to him. And he's like, I've seen the future yep. and possible million outcomes or whatever. And Iron Man's like, how many of them do we win? And he's one. like, one. Yep. <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. It was like, I, I thought ran. the exact same thing. The night King is, King is coming. I've seen this. The, do we win? And then he's just quiet. And this, this was, I, I think I mentioned, because
1: you obviously weren't with me on the episode two review. I think I mentioned that exact same thing. And yeah, I mean, that's to me, I think that's kind of what it is. I don't know if that's what they're, uh, you know, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but it sure feels very similar, but I guess we will, no. I guess we'll see. Um. All right. so, Jinri finally made Aria this thing that she wanted. This weapon. This staff. This dragonglass duel ended staff. And
0: my. Okay. Before we get into what happened okay. All right. with her. We need to go to earlier in the episode and everything that happened okay. leading up to it. Okay. So. Complete and utter badass on the top of the wall. Like. The hound is scared of the fire. That's what we've assumed here now in this this recap. The hound's scared. Barracks telling him, look, if she can fight, you can fight. And she's over there with her yep. freaking spear destroying everything. Like, looking like a complete badass. And I think after that, they move down inside of Winterfell. And then you see her sneaking around the whites fairly easily avoiding detection by the dead and i think that was foreshadowing to what ends up happening but i think everything that happened to her before the end of the episode was foreshadowing of the end oh, of the for episode sure.
1: i mean there's been so much foreshadowing with aria anyway so and oh
0: that oh once we talk about what happened we'll we'll get we that. can talk about the foreshadowing so from a few episodes ago and I mean, so the part where she has the staff
1: and she is just laying waste to zombies. I mean, that's been her entire arc is becoming this freaking ninja badass assassin. And she is absolutely laying waste to all these whites, Just freaking cleaning house. As she, and of course, the staff, she can disassemble, turn into two weapons, which she can use unbelievably well. As well. And so that whole scene of her going through and laying waste all these zombies is just absolutely fantastic. And you see the confidence, the unquestioned just know how of destroying these things until she gets smacks into the freaking wall and bloodies her head. And from that moment on, it's like she kind of forgot who she was. She got a little scared. And that's what I think was so great about Arya's arc. You know, the she kind of has the arc throughout Game of Thrones. And then the arc in this episode specifically where she's the confident fighter that gets broken down. She's terrified. She's hiding She's running from them, sneaking around rather than actually trying to fight them, which is what she does so well. Um, I mean, she's unbelievable ninja. I guess that's actually probably what she does well. But she's obviously great at killing these things, too. And, you know, it's like time after time she keeps kind of getting into these little mistakes until we get to the part that you mentioned earlier. Where she kind of gets saved by the hound and, uh, barrack And, you know, it's, um, e- even once she gets saved, she's still not herself until, mm-hmm. I mean, did you upon like the first watch, like you're like, when you see Melisandre there and that whole interaction is just absolutely gold I love that whole scene with Arya and Melisandre um, maybe my second favorite scene of the episode is this where you want to talk about all the foreshadowing because I mean like this is well, foreshadowing from season
0: 2 let's just get to the point okay Beat around the bush enough. That was so freaking awesome. Here comes Arya. Bran is right there. The Night King finally has Bran right where he wants him. He's about to take out the Three-Eyed Raven. And suddenly you see Arya come flying out like she was blasted out of one of the trebuchets. And... They're like, oh, shit, she's going to do it. And suddenly Night King just grabs her by the throat. But he drops the knife, grabs it from with her other hand, stabs him, blows him to smithereens, and all the dead just started. All the White Walkers explode. All the dead just drop down, completely dead now. Yep. It was freaking epic, and the foreshadowing that I it was just so awesome with this was when she fought Sir Brienne or ta- fought yes. fought Brienne of Tarth mm-hmm. in Winterfell and was like showing her her moves. That was the final move she showed. Yep, Brienne was dropping the knife and putting it to her stomach. Yep, total foreshadowing of what was going to happen. And Absolutely, it was awesome. and you know.
1: The thing that I love about the scene with Arya and Melisandre is, the f- is you see her snap out of the scared person that she became after smacking her head once she's, you know, once Melisandre says, and blue eyes. And Arya's like, like, wait, what? Oh, that's right. hmm And... And then to go and just, you know, murder the Night King was absolutely amazing. I thought... I, I agree that it felt like there was a... I don't want to say anticlimactic, but I thought there would be at least a... More of a battle between someone and the Night King. Um, I think that's really the only thing that was missing, though. Because, like you said, the way Arya killed him and just... You know, everything about that was absolutely fantastic. The I've seen some people complain about like how did she, how was she able to do it? I mean, there's there's been foreshadowing on that too. Um, whenever John was in the Godswood and you know he was like, how'd you sneak up on me? You know what was that last episode of the episode four and um so we've seen all of these skills that she has that obviously makes her the perfect weapon for sneaking up on him. And, uh, yeah, no, that was a great ending. I loved it.
0: Let me tell you why the death of the, the night King does not bother me at all. And does not diminish him in any capacity to me. Okay. The night King is the type of character that we've seen do, all kinds of stuff and ha- be completely unfazed by it, especially it, even in the episode where Daenerys is on her dragon, lights him up with a fire, the fire snuffs out, and he's just standing there smirking at yep. her like, Is that what you got? Like, this guy is a total badass. I don't need to see him fight to still think that he's a badass. That's Grant, totally I, fair. I, That's fair. What they build up in my head is that if he did fight. He is a badass. Like, he's just a badass in general. So yep. I don't have a problem with the way he died because even right before he died, he looked like a badass because she's coming out of nowhere in his blind side and he turns around and grabs her by the neck right out of thin air. Like, yep. to me, the Night King was always a badass. But the, I think the, the main storyline there is that he was such a badass that he had the ego to believe... That nothing was going to kill him. A hundred percent. That is why he's dead. Like, whether he was a badass fighter or not, whether it was shown on screen or not, he was built in a way that he was this unstoppable force, and they did things to show he was an unstoppable force, yep. like the dragon fire, everything else. And here it is. Arya got the one up on him. And Should have kid have gotten the one up on him? Uh, who knows? But I mean, he, she did, and that just shows who she is less, much more so than showing how bad he was as a, as a fighter or whatever. The other thing
1: kind of evidencing that is, you know, the scene before we see Arya attack him, you see one of his, the Lieutenant General, whatever, the White Walkers, you see his hair move and he kind of looks but mm-hmm. he's too slow. Arya's, Ar- Arya's already gone. But the Night King is paying enough attention, has enough reflexes to turn around, grab her, and stop her. To some degree. And, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I thought it was a great end of the Night King. I love the way it ended. That entire episode, I was on the edge of my seat Um, the, the only thing, like I said, the only thing that really snapped me out of that emotional concern for what's about to happen was one being like, what am I watching because of the darkness? And two was I kept expecting someone to die. They kept getting into situations that it didn't feel
0: like they could fight out of everyone covered but they did. in zombies as as the Night King was going yes. to Bran. The, half these people looked like they were about to die, and of course they didn't. But I thought some of them were already gone. And the ones they showed were the ones I'm like, okay, these are the ones that in my Yahoo Sports fantasy app, I chose were going to die. I'm going to be right, and then I wasn't. Yeah. Now, this is the question that I wanted to ask, because okay, in my opinion and I know people will disagree with me uh, Arya killing the night king that moment itself after all the build up was one of the more exciting things to me and more mot- emotionally driven things that I watched in that show in the whole series of the show now I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious what your answer will be and whether what you think of my answer but what is the in this show what was the one if you could pick only one, what was the most emotional thing you watched that you always go back to?
1: My god, dude. I don't know. There's a, there's a ton. I I, I have one okay. and
0: I always go back to it. My number one thing in the show that I watched that I always think about was when was Hodor's death. Okay, that's a good one. When Hodor died, that's the that's like mm. I, I I hate to say it's the highlight of the show for me. But, like, the whole ending of Hodor and his story all coming to d- together and piecing with the, together, with making the whole, sense. Hold the door, yep. you know, figuring out what happened to him. I agree. Everything else. And then him dying to save Bran. It was good. That is my favorite thing in all of Game of Thrones. Um, but to say, but I, that <laughs> just makes me think because Arya killing the Night King was up there with that to me. So I was just kind of curious where this ending ranked for you as a, as I mean, it's probably I mean. top
1: 10 in the show for me. I mean, it's, it, it was just, it was great. It really was. Um, I I love the ending apps. I, I have no quarrels with it whatsoever. I am totally fine. That Arya was the one who killed the night King. She's been one of my favorite characters for a long time. Um, I think she's had one of the best stories uh, in Game of Thrones um, yeah it's no issue whatsoever with that at all um,
0: I just can't wait for next week that's all I'm I saying. can't wait for I, next week I have either no idea what's going to happen and I really hope it's not a full episode of them recovering from the Battle of Winterfell but I wouldn't even be surprised if it was another like episode 2 where it was kind of boring for them recovering To decide what they're going to do next.
1: I mean, I think there will be some of that. But I don't know how much.
0: Yeah, Um, we're going to see. I think this one might be slow again, like the last one.
1: Yeah, I could... I I mean, I could see that. Um, So, I mean, there's still a lot that the show really needs to get to. I mean, there's everything with Cersei. There's everything with John and Danny, and... You know, who's going to be king or queen or whatever? Um, you know, is Arya's story finished? Because I mean, th- there's still a lot that could go there. There's Tyrion, there's still Braun, who's been hired to kill Jamie and Tyrion. Um, the Clagain bowl like that's got to happen. Um,
0: I mean, there, that's the biggest thing I look forward to yeah. next.
1: It's the hound versus uh Hound in the, the mountain. mountain. <laughs> um, what's gonna yeah. happen with the dragons? The dragons is another good question. Uh so we've seen all this foreshadowing in, you know, the intro. So the intro of every episode this season is a little bit different. And um, you know, this time we saw the fire uh, you know, and you know, kind of the military setup and stuff at Winterfell. And then, of course, whenever it gets to King's Landing, we always see the part of the the um, the crossbow that's able to kill dragons, which we saw the crypts, they focused on that a lot, kind of hinting there could be some issues there, which there was. What is, you know, what is there going to be with... Um, you know, them maybe being able to take out some dragons. That that could be a little concerning for Danny. Um do you think the show will end up with any dragons alive?
0: I think it'll end up with two dragons alive. I'm going to guess zero. Here's what I think's gonna happen. I think it's gonna end, and we're not gonna know who the king of king's landing is or queen
1: i don't think they'll do i think that. it's gonna
0: end on a point where you don't know who end up being it and i think that's going to be a talking point for the rest of the l- known existence mm.
1: yeah i'm not because sure. that just
0: seems like the way it would happen that we don't actually find I, out who ends up winning. i
1: mean i do hope that there is some just kind of unexpected end to the show that we're not expecting i mean because no one expected this episode to go the way it did and yet people are up in arms it's craziness but um i mean i i think there i mean there 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 will be an ending like we w- we will know how how the dust settles i think when it's over um
0: that I'll just said it in chat, and I'll say it here. It's going to be like the end of Lost, where everyone's going to do 700 videos on what the ending meant, and no one's going to know what it actually meant.
1: Mm. We will see.
0: <laughs> we will see. It'll be interesting.
1: All right. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention about this episode of Game of Thrones?
0: I think that's it for me, man.
1: I'm good. All right. Well, we will look forward to this Sunday and seeing what in the hell happens after this. I mean, is the Night King really gone? I mean, because he's been defeated before. Came back. So what's going to happen? We'll see. Um, And hopefully we figure out something with Bran because he's got to do more. He's got to do something.
0: All right. Well, any final comments? Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Indeed. We will catch you guys later.
1: Later, everyone.